Hey guys, and welcome back to the Garage Gym Experiment podcast. I'm Adam and I'm here with Jake, and this is our weekly Sunday survey and Sunday discussion recap. Once again, we're joined by a special guest. Today, we have Dylan Tellum from Abmat. That name sounds familiar. You may have listened to our previous episode where Jake and Dylan sat down and discussed how Dylan came to be with Abmat, where he's at now with the company and the future. Dylan, what's up, man? Not much, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm surprised I was invited back. <laughs> hey, uh, listen up. If you haven't heard the episode, get uh, take a listen. It's a great story. So glad to have you, Dylan. We brought Dylan on today's show to give us some of his insights as we go through some of our interesting finds from 2021. We'll be covering a number of questions asked earlier in this year, and we'll follow up with a Q&A with Dylan. With that, Jake is going to take the lead. Jake, take it away. Thank you, sir. Uh, so this week is a little bit different. We didn't have a traditional Sunday survey like we normally do. We are winding down 2021 and preparing a summary for the entire year of survey results. This is the episode before the overview where we're going to discuss some interesting findings that probably won't make that summary episode, which tackles more of the necessary information. To start off, we had a little bit of a different Sunday survey discussion. The question was, What's your favorite benefit of owning a home gym, but wrong answers only? So we got some pretty good responses and I will, uh, I'll give a summary of some of the good ones. Who doesn't um, love wrong answers only? Right. <laughs> I'm excited to kind of hear these. It usually gets the, the comments going. Um, so let's just start off with farting at will. Uh, <laughs> A plus for the name, farting at will. Yeah, thank you. Steve occasionally makes things. Um, <laughs> Jokes, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also had a lot of people say saving money. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> um, gray matter lifting chimed in with that I have plenty of room for all of my equipment needs. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Space is the number one issue for most. Yeah. Uh, no one judges me for jamming to boy bands. Hey, who put that? That was uh, Adam. Oh, shit, that was me. I really like this one. No more old naked dudes in the locker room. Yes. I thought we said wrong answers only. That's a good <laughs> fucking answer. Um, oh, gosh. Let's, uh, let me scroll down. I could do this all night. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely the mid-set dance-offs against myself. Basement gym dad. Mm. Surplus strength said making my wife park outside, especially in the winter. He's sleeping on the couch for that one. Yep, doghouse. Uh, Louis Baton said all of the women. What? <laughs> um. All of the extra space in what used to be my dining room. My wife loves it. <laughs> Huck Steve. There's there's quite a people saying I like to work out naked. <laughs> a lot of people sarcastically saying how much room they have. Um, no distractions at all ever. Um, their family never bothers them. Some of these seem like the best reasons to have a garage gym. <laughs> so, so pretty good. Um, definitely, we'll add that into the show notes. Definitely worth worth taking a look. Uh, I think my favorite was the no old 
no old naked dudes walking around. <laughs> we okay. all have the story. Yeah. <laughs> some, Do some, we? So, yes, some old dude butt naked having a full conversation with you. Everyone who's been to a commercial gym can tell you that story. <laughs> they have no shame. Owls just about to fall. <laughs> yeah. So how about that weather? It, I swear they're sitting behind the door waiting for you every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. All right. We ready to dive into the survey results? Sure. Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. So as I mentioned, uh, these are questions that were asked earlier in the year and probably won't make it to that summary. And this, this could be all the way from January to most likely October, um, anything before we started podcasting as well. So first one, in five years, who will be the most popular equipment supplier for home gym strength? Sorry, we didn't include AdMet in the options, but <laughs> well, I guess other, but um, we have Rogue, Rep, Amazon slash Walmart, and then other. The easy winner was Rogue with about 62%. Who do you guys think was number two on this list? Rep took it. Yeah, Rep. Rep did not take it. Um, Amazon slash Walmart did with about 19%. And then 13% voted Rep. And then other was at 7%. Keep in mind that this was in February, I believe. So we'll have to ask this early next year to see how that's changed. Truly Um, consider Amazon to be a fitness company? Well, I'm going to guess that people just think Amazon's going to make a hard entrance into the space. I'm going to say this. If you have never created an original piece of fitness equipment, you're a marketing and advertising company that specializes in the fitness equipment side of things. Yeah. Well, did they create any books? Because that's what got them into the e-commerce world in the first place. All right. Fair enough. Sorry. I blew up. Yeah. I mean, like, just think about what they did with, they've done with electronics. They, I mean, they have the echo and they have their own TV now and they have plenty of funds that they could just say, all right, let's take what rogue makes. Let's do what reps done and make it a little bit cheaper. True. You know, they could easily do that or they could buy up one of these, they could buy Peloton or somebody like that buy rep and do it, do it if themselves. They, they could buy Rep Fitness. I can guarantee you that. If they bought Admat, they'd be pretty close. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening, Jeff. How you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get coffee. <laughs> but yeah, there's a not a very good chance that he's listening to this right now. We can meet at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, we'll do that again next year. Um, early next year to uh, just see like if rogue is still around 62% or if rep is still around 13%. Hmm. Um, That'll be, that'll be a good one. So would you be interested in a rower that provides more resistance than your classic concept to rower? 37% say yes. This is another one of those that was asked earlier in the year. Hey Jake, what are the uh, the options? Is yes, no, and then is there an unsure? Do you have a third was, option? There was just a yes or no, and thirty seven percent said yes versus sixty three percent no. Okay. I, I, I don't I, know, D- Dylan. I was going to say that that could be a product idea. 
Is there anything you could add to the concept too, to make it a little harder? Uh, sure. But I mean, the concept too is an incredible product and I would never in my, in a million years go after trying to make a better version of that product. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the rower's done. Um, it's, it's, it's primarily for, you know, cardiovascular, you know, exercises and it's not for, you know, as much for strength training, you know, even though on level 10, you do 5,000 meters, it's, it'll kick your butt and it'll destroy yeah. your back, you know? So it, it's more about longevity. You know, if you're, if you're trying to add more weight, do some, you know, barbell rows or some seal rows or something. I don't know. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do anything to change the concept too. Yeah. And I, I've seen, uh, I've seen trainers throw uh, bands around a concept too. And then oh. you're gripping the, the band and the bar at the same time. And so you have more resistance. Mm. I don't know why you would, I mean, I would just get on a low row if I wanted more resistance, but I, I was just great bar, you know? Yeah. I mean, some of these questions are just saying, just, eh. yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. All right. Which specialty piece of equipment are you choosing? Belt squat? ghd reverse hyper or functional trainer and i would say actually this question this is one of the questions that might make it to the to the um to the end of the year survey uh summary um just because it's a theme that we did see pretty much the entire year uh the functional trainer was the easy winner here um with 42 percent of the votes ghd was second belt squat third and then reverse hyper was fourth so i would i would have gone functional trainer belt squat ghd reverse hyper personally yeah yeah I'm definitely i would probably done the same thing yeah, yeah. we are I'm just built right now though and we did just buy all four of them at the exact same time though so probably not the best person to ask <laughs> where'd you get the functional trainer from Mm. we got a little bit of everything from everywhere we like to do support all the companies in which we do business with but we got most of our stuff from rogue fitness that's right is that set up is that gym set up yet or is it still on transit it's no it's it's sitting in about 12 different pallets in the middle of my factory right now ready to be put together just waiting for rubber flooring it's the first thing that uh, needs to happen. it's the last thing to get here <laughs> got it yeah so functional trainer, easy winner. Next up, estimate how many different brands are in your gym. So the options here were either one to two, three to five, six to 10, and then more than 11. Um, so three to five was uh, the easy number one here with about 60% of the votes. And I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um Six to 10 was number two with 23 or yeah, 23.5 or 24%. And then one to two, 11, and then more than 11, 5%. Yeah. So, so I've, I've got 20 brands in my office right now. My yeah. gym, a hundred plus. <laughs> Same. Like <laughs> 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 people can't ask this question too, in terms of yeah. understanding the common home gym owner we're, yeah. we're we're the extremes on both sides yeah we made up yeah the more than 11 percent were like psychos who like, ever, just collect gym equipment 
all one brand. Like they will, they will not buy specific items because that brand doesn't sell a version yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think those are funny. One to yeah. There's only eleven percent that have one to two. So That's, right. they're sponsored athletes, and they're getting <laughs> rogues, rogues <laughs> they're, outfitting them, reps outfitting them. They're they're sponsored. Yeah. There are there's a there's a lot of rogue snogs, rogue snobs out there. Dude, I, I get it. I'm a collector. I like to collect things, but you know, now there's just so many different options in terms of accessories. I can't imagine there's no one company that's selling all of them, you know? Yeah. Well, I, we, I mean, truth be told, Amazon's the closest one. So yeah, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, in, in all honesty, if you're, if you're only doing one to two and let's just say you have a decent size home gym, that is either brand loyalty to, uh, that's brand loyalty times 10, or you're just, you're just stubborn, you know, because yeah. there really isn't one company that is making the best of everything. So totally in, my, in my opinion, all right. What is more difficult eating healthy or working out enough? Uh, you're asking the wrong crowd here. I, can I, <laughs> can I guess the percentage here? I was going to actually this, ask you. Okay. Is this one above 80, 20? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we know which way it's going to go. So it's what's more difficult is eating healthy. Oh, easy. Yeah. Easy. 91% believe that it's more difficult to eat healthy. I mean, you're, you're putting a gym in your home. You like to train. Okay. Right. <laughs> you want to do it more. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Keep in mind who's answering these questions. But I, I think have, that's just like, I, I have a harder time making to the gym every day than I do making sure I don't eat too much crap. You know, well, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, weighing my meals and, you know, packing my meals seven days a week on Mondays, but you know, I, yeah. I'm kind about what I eat, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, what? I think people were thinking about like extreme diets, like the, I'm planning seven meals a day. I'm watching and counting every single one of my calories, like as if they're training for a competition. Yeah. yeah. Being healthy doesn't need to be this extreme chore in my opinion. Yeah, I know I'm with you, but you know, what's really depressing is you might have like the best week of training, but you eat like shit and you, you just gain weight, you know, bad weight. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a sweet tooth. If there's, if there's candy and like, okay, I'm, I'm a, I'm a school teacher. So there's candy in, in every classroom you go to and, and my hands in every jar. Okay. Like I can't stop myself. No problem working out, but I can't stop eating junk food. No, if it's there, trust me, we're, we're in the hol holidays time. So everybody that we work with, all of our vendors keep sending these boxes of cookies and brownies and popcorn and you name it. I, I, I'm thankful. Like half of them are sending like Harry and David pears, you know, so I'm, I don't feel bad eating like four of them. But no, I, I, the cookie has been hitting hard this winter. I'll tell you that. <laughs> about eggnog season. You boys drink eggnog? No, I'm not a part about, I'm not about that game. Oh man. I can't stop. <laughs> uh, if it's there, I'll drink it, but it's, I'm buying it left and right. And I'm just slugging I'm, it. Something yeah. I score for. It's amazing. How many, <laughs> how many calories are in, a, in much, one of those man. things? Yeah. It's, it's too insane. much. Too much. It's got protein though. So we're good. We're good. I got like nine grams per cup. <laughs> I'm bulking. Yeah, it's bulking season. All right. Um, next up, the rep 
functional trainer 5000 or Titan single stack pulley? Which one are you putting in your home gym? Who's buying? Uh, you're, you're buying. I'm buying. I'll probably go Titan single stack pulley. Yeah. Really? I'm I would, back. I would love a rep functional trainer 5000. I, would I mean, love I don't... It. it would take me too long to, to save up to get it. Well, I think the, the single stack pulley is the stack weight, right? I think that's up to 1699 right now versus 2300 for what, the. What are we talking about? Are you talking about the, okay, so a stack, like a weight stack? Weight stack, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then I'll go rep functional trainer. I thought you were talking about the, the plate loaded, 170 bucks. You can right. get a, a, a oh. one bar adjustable. So, yeah. Okay. So if, if we're talking something that's, you know, 1600, yeah, I, I would continue to save and get the, uh, the rep functional trainer. I, I'm not entirely familiar with the two specific models, so I'm not going to compare them back to back. You know, if you want to compare accessories, I got you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Four products aren't my speed, but best product is the one that's right for you. <laughs> right. Um, and I think a lot, this one com comes down to really space might be a really key factor too. But the, the rep option here wins with 62% of the votes. So not, okay. not a total blowout, but. What's the price difference between the two? Uh, so the, the, I mean, the overall difference is really the Titan is a single stack lap pull down, whereas the rep option is a functional trainer with two stacks and oh. the, and the price difference is, I think like $700. Oh, easy. Go, go two stacks every single day. Yep. Right. Especially for 700 bucks. I didn't realize yeah. it was that close. And, yeah. and I thought we were talking about the plate loaded version. Whoa. Can I change the answer and ask you the question, Jake? <laughs> well, change I, the question. Sure. What changed the question? Okay. So like you have a, a, a rep functional trainer. Okay. What, what's the cost on that? What are we talking like 2,300? I think so for okay. the, the larger one. Okay. Or the plate loaded, um, single bar functional trainer. You could possibly put two of them. They're 160 bucks. What are you doing? The wall mounted one. Yeah. I'm getting the wall mounted one until I can afford the. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And continue to save up for that one that you really want. Right. You can still get stuff done. Yep. Yeah. You think a lot of people like take like starter equipment, you know, when there's just what either they're just saving up or they're just starting out in their home gym. Do a lot of people buy like starter equipment with the plan on morphing that into a higher quality piece of equipment? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Really. That, that's how I did it. Yeah. Rack, that, bar, everything. That's how I did it too. Always just been buy what you want when you can afford it, you know, not, not try to get everything all at once. You know, I, like my kettlebells, I bought them as I needed them. You know, after I got past 35, I bought the 40 and then the 45, but I bought them all from kettlebell Kings, you know? Right. So, I think, they're, they're I think, yeah, I think a power rack is a good example or like, honestly, what Adam just asked was a good example. Like you can get a budget power rack for under $400. It'll mm -hmm. do the job for you. Two years later, you can sell it for $300 and upgrade when you're ready. So in the previous two years, you had a squat rack versus saving up for a long time without a squat rack. So I get it. Yeah. 
Uh, I think, I mean, we've done, we've done the, in our surveys, it is, it is very clear that most people are buying something one at a time. Like it's a journey. It really takes like all those beautiful home gyms that you see, most of them took five to 10 years to build. Yeah. And no one, it, most of them are people that just, that's their number one thing they, that they buy for themselves outside of necessities. Really? So, so yeah, I think it, it is one of those things where you, you buy when you can and you, and you're not afraid to like know that it might be re- replaced in a few years. I wonder what the average cost of a home, someone's home gym is. That's a good question. You know, because if everybody, you know, I bet you there's people out. I know people that have a hundred grand into their home gym. You know, your your home gym, if you want to go buy it, is probably right around there, if not north of it. You know, Adams from Garage Gym Lab. Yeah, yeah probably that yeah. floor, that single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take um, take take a stab. Do you have a price in your head? Do you, do you know about where you're at? Uh, no. I would have to take some time. Yeah. I would guess. I don't, I don't know if I even want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll right. tell you mine. I'm sitting right in between uh 10 and 15,000 for 15. everything I have. Yeah. Um, that doesn't really include, I, um, I put up walls. I, I ran electric. That doesn't include like little stuff like that. That's just like. Equipment. <laughs> so like, honestly, like one to $2,000 a year. For you, for you, you over time though. Like it was a over time. You won. I mean, yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I started and I sat with about twelve hundred dollars with equipment, and I I did that for years. Um, and then I I really jumped because I I had my home gym and I had commercial gyms, and I was doing the the both thing, you know, back and forth. When it was right. convenient, I trained at home. When I when I needed more stuff i'd go to the commercial gym but then i just jumped full full on into the home gym and i needed more stuff so so pretty fast 120 1200 bucks so that's a so at ten dollars a month and at planet fitness you know twelve thousand dollars is what that's a hundred years of gym membership (laughs) yeah what about gas what about gas lying to ourselves and saying we're doing this to save money or do we say that to our significant others <laughs> i've never had to have, have to say that lie before I, i've never in my life thought my home gym was at all saving me money i buy yeah. one year's membership <laughs> yeah you know, it, it starts and i, I convince myself like, oh man i think i could save money in the long run and then like where i'm at now it's like i'll never make up for this but it's worth every if you consider time money then which i do um, then I'll, I'll agree with that because you'll save an hour in transit every single day. And, and to me, that's worth a lot more than 10 bucks a month. Yep. Yep. And then, uh, you know, just working out with the family life and sneaking it in when you can, it's, uh, it's worth every penny, I think. Okay. Yeah. D- Dylan, we, I cannot remember the number, but a few weeks ago we did, we did a survey where it was, Actually, let me let me just look it up real, real quick. Bear with me. So what do you got? All right. So uh, 54.5% say that they actually do save money by owning a home gym. 
So I think those are the people that are buying a squat rack, barbell, plates. Those are the maybe people a couple. <laughs> what did you say? Those are the people that inherited a gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or they bought it for Craigslist. But like 54%. They, they have a total gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I'm thinking about my brother right here. Um, he's ex-military, and so he's, he's, he's running a lot. He's doing um, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, and things like that. And then he likes to have like some dumbbells, some uh, adjustable dumbbells to do a few accessories. Um, yeah, he would actually save money on his home gym. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna, everything that you just mentioned will last forever. There's, there's also people in the comments that, that are like, yeah, I save money because the cheapest gym in my area, probably like inner city or not sure is like a hundred bucks a month. So hundred bucks a month times five years is $6,000. Right. So well, if you're a CrossFitter and you want to go to like a traditional commercial gym, it, it, you probably can't do it. And CrossFit gym memberships, I mean, you, you're paying to be affiliated and all that other stuff. So yeah, you're talking. You're paying for being in a CrossFit gym, not as much the equipment, you know, it's different yeah. like Equinox where you're paying 150 bucks just to, you know, get hot towels and a, you know, an old person free locker room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, I mean, you can save money but a lot of people aren't. Yeah, it's definitely not the case for me. Yeah. All right. So coffee or pre-workout? <laughs> 50, this was a nail biter. Coffee beat out pre-workout 50.5%. 50.5%. That's shocking. Like for me, that's insanely shocking. You thought pre-workout would win? Never in my life was I, did I ever go, Hey, go to the gym. Let me grab a cup of coffee real quick. You know, that's just a, I don't know, to me, that's a trip to the bathroom guaranteed. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, pre-workout, it's a little more casual. You take your pre-workout into a Zephyr Hills water bottle that you just emptied out. You shake it up as you go throughout your workout. And then you refill the Zephyr Hills water bottle. You don't go in there with like a, a Moto Mart, you know, 24 ounce cup of coffee. That's weird. <laughs> Good point. It, Adam, I know oh, you're man. a big fan of both. I love them both. I yeah. love both. Uh, yeah, Let me ask it. you this. Let me ask you this, though. All right. If you could only have one for the rest of your life, which one are you going with? Um, one for the rest of my life, like working everything or just to work out? No, just life. Oh, man. I probably got to go coffee then. I'm yeah. going coffee also but you know i'll stop working out before i start to stop drinking coffee sure. yeah you'll just have to drink like five cups before you work out yeah yeah <laughs> you know, work out jekyll and hyde no it'll ruin your life it i have bad. it is it, it is strong if you could take it down but you do not use the serving size that they recommend cut it in like a tenth yeah, that I mean, some of that real cheap stuff, like Jacqueline Hyde's pretty cheap. That kind I like, of I like the C4. Of, the C4 has always done me right. Yeah, C4 is kind of safe. Yeah. It's just rain for me right now. Whenever they're ready, I'm, I'm ready for the sponsorship. Guys, you want oh, you to mean, send me some rain? I'm ready to go. Sports drink rain? Yep. Uh, yeah. That's I'm, it. 
I like I like the blueberry raspberry and the the, the peach dreamsicle thing that they got going. Uh, orange dreamsicle, yeah, that and white gummy bear. I mean, all day. Let's go. Mount, uh, what's it? Monster gives me anxiety, so I can't drink Monster anymore. But when rain came out, it was perfect. Yeah, nothing like a rain energy boost. Yeah, rain <laughs> over Monster every day. We'll, we'll take Monst- that sponsorship. We'll take Mon- that sponsorship. Monster makes rain. Yeah, is it really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yes, they do. Oh my god! I guess that makes. I thought it was like a Thor Bjornsson exclusive thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got quite a lineup now. They have a uh, Kai Green. They have uh, a Juji Mufu. So yeah, they do. What's he they selling? Do. No, he's, he's sponsored by Rain. Oh, he's sponsored by Rain. Got it. Yeah, I knew that. That's so that's strange. I think, I think that's really like. I mean, come to think of it, all the people in which they sponsored aren't they're not as much known for athletes more than just the fact that they're really jacked and they work out. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Thor Bjornsson's one of the world's strongest men uh, and Juju Mufu, you know, he does competitions and whatnot, but they're really just known for their personalities on like Instagram and whatnot. Huge audiences. Yeah. Energy drinks are going through the fitness world now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up. What would you likely buy first? Transformer bar, any belt squat, or no interest in either? This was a very close one. The winner was no interest in either. Uh, Really? What? (laughs) It was close. (laughs) 36% had no interest in either. 34% voted Transformer Bar. And then 30% voted any belt squat. So, yeah, I mean, I think the no interest in either were people that didn't really. Does anyone make a Transformer Bar other than Kabuki? Or is that just like Kabuki thing? Transformer bar is like a bar they make. Like they gave it that name. No one else um, has an has an adjustable safety squat bar though. No, I think you're right. And yeah. then what's your how much is it? It's like 700 bucks, isn't it? Yeah, so it's cheaper than a belt squat. Yeah, so I think your cheapest belt squat would be like a Titan. I think I think it's like 9, maybe 11. Yeah, I think like yeah, I think that's right around there. Bells of Steel has a solid one for twelve that price. Yeah, and then so, you're like jumping up <laughs> quite a bit. Right. I think I think the next high is it's like you know fifteen hundred or something like that. Yeah, I think I've you're right. Tried the Rogue ones and I tried the Soar next ones. I like them both. Yeah, they're, they're, you've been on a Rhino options. I well, I'm I'm I make the belt squat cover, you know, so I jumped on a, a few different of them. So you know we. The uh, we, we've tried, I've tried more belts than I have actually belt squat machines. Was the That's belt awesome. squat cover something you guys thought of, or was it a, an inventor, a different inventor? So I, that one was a little weird. Cause I, I, I was working out at a, a gym called nine, four, nine. And I first, my, my, I had this coach that was programming all my workouts and he had me start doing belt squats and they had one of those sore necks, you know, lever arm ones that are like, a, they're just, they J-squat. sit on the j squat yeah, yeah. Uh, so i started using one of those and it was great um and i the, my biggest issue was that you know when i was using the weight that he recommended it really pinched on my hips quite tremendously and 
Um, you know, I had thought about it from time to time and I, I came to the gym one day and I saw that there was a couple of knee pads that somebody had put on the, uh, the belt squat. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of clever. You know? So I just used the knee pads with the belt squat. And it, gotcha. was, it was substantially more comfortable, but it didn't actually, you know, wasn't perfect. So I, I, I went back and, uh, you know, it was one of those days where you didn't have anything to do. So you just start building things and it, it kind of reoccurred to me and Austin and I had put together a few different options, went over the gym and tried it out. And I, I left my prototype at the gym and, um, it was just kind of sitting there for a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. And um, Matt Vincent, one of the guys that had donated a lot of equipment to this gym was moving his gym. So he was re relocating the equipment that he had loaned them. And he reached out to me while he was down in Miami and said, Hey, I want to make a belt squat cover with you guys. I said, I made one. I put it, left it on a belt squat machine that was over at nine, four, nine and disappeared about a week ago. So that's the one I'm talking about. I was wondering where that came from. <laughs> They want to work on it together. He's like, absolutely. So we, we, we took this prototype and we turned it into an actual product by figuring out the exact material to use. And we just kind of went back and forth to see was my kind of our, uh, our professional advisor on the product, if you will, just to fine tune it. He helped out with the logo and the initial launch and the marketing. And so, yeah, it was, it was a, an original idea that we created over at AdMat just out of necessity. And then it, it really came to life because, um, Matt Vincent as an influencer came in and helped us finish and round off the product and, and really launch it. But, nice. Yeah. Cool. That's a cool little story. All right. Next up, which plate loaded strength machine are you most interested in? And which selectorized strength machine are you most interested in? And Adam and I discussed this um, a couple months back. Kind of interesting answers. So the the options were functional trainer, lat pull down, leg curl slash extension, and then belt squat. So the, the the lowest answer for all of these for both options was the leg curl slash extension. The lowest, the second lowest was the belt squat for both. And then the number one selectorized machine was the functional trainer and then the number one plate loaded was just the lap pull down have you noticed all of the followers skip apparently oh yeah oh yeah leg day is a secondary option for a lot of us the two lower body uh, pieces of equipment are last place every single time (laughs) yeah they're also the least versatile i guess lap pull down Eh. Yeah, you can do a lot with that. Yeah, you can do a lot. Yeah, I would say they are the most, the least versatile as well. I like the surplus strength one, which you can tie into a, you know, a bottom pulley. Yeah, the surplus strength is an is a nice option, it really is. So yeah, the I mean, if you got a, if you have stacks, the functional trainer is the number one choice, and if you have a plate loaded, kind of like Adam talked about, you can get it for really not a bad price add it to your home gym and you have a solid lap pull down option. I think plate loaded makes a lot more sense for a home gym application. Anyways, I, I truly do. Especially if you already have the plates, why keep paying for the weights, you know, and, and not to mention shipping, you know, because it's 10 pounds every single row and they'll have what 20 rows, 25 rows, 200 pounds, you know, 250 pounds. Yeah. It's a lot. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. mean that you're right. And like, for example, the lap, the lap pull down from, 
Titan is three times more expensive when you go to selectorize than, than I would the, like like because all the plate loaded options are kind of focused around how cheap can we possibly make this design and all the selectorizes how fancy can we make this design how about just a really really good quality plate loaded design something in the middle you know because it I, I just think it makes a lot more sense personally i think of a selectorize is such a, a luxury option that like if, if you can save up and get it and that that's going to be like your little dream piece cool um but if you're training and, and you need that piece, then a plate loaded will do you just fine. Yeah, I would say the best plate loaded options I've seen are from Force USA. With the G9, you can have a squat rack. I know nobody wants a Smith machine, but you can have a Smith machine. And then also several different cable options, um, plate loaded cable options for... Um, the price of like a decent power rack. So who makes so it? I would force USA. That's okay. kind of what they're known for. All right. Yeah. I actually had somebody call me about a month ago that thought I was force USA. What? I put down a whole bunch of distributors names on a um, piece of paper and he started calling them and thought I was one from the other. He wanted to carry some products. We had like a 20 minute conversation until he realized he was talking to the wrong person. <laughs> and like, we sell the tiny things. We sell the huge things. The ad mat, the, you know, the sit thing. <laughs> All right. How often do you work out outside? Um, most of our followers aren't working out outside very often. So well, <laughs> gym experiment. <laughs> I know, but I think we need to get outside a little more. Vitamin D, good for that co that COVID, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, 52% are working out less than two times outside a month. And then only 24% are working out more than eight. So, okay. But that was kind of interesting. Um, or something. Say that again. Probably like outside runners or something. I I run outside. I like you know I, I look. Yeah, that's interesting. Around the arch. Yeah, I wonder if um if people are who are running are like considering that like outdoor workouts because I feel like that would be way higher. Maybe not. Maybe no, I, a lot I of runners in the community. I don't, know. I don't think there's a lot of runners. All right, this next one, I think people are lying to themselves, um, but. Are you more likely to buy a barbell because of a cool name? Only 12% admitted that they're more likely to buy a barbell because of a cooler name. I need an example. Give me an example. Midas, the one that, uh, who was it? Oh, that just yeah, yeah. Tra Transformer bar. Well, that's especially bar. I don't, I don't think I'm buying it for the name. I think I'm buying it for what it can do. Okay. What if it's called multi-use multi squat bar? Do you have a little more interest in in it since it's called Transformer? <laughs> I, think I think Dylan's onto something. Like, uh, if I'm looking at like just a regular barbell, it's got the same tinsel straight, and you call it Midas, and you color it gold. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe I'd pay more for it. I don't know. I I, I gotta say this as somebody who has made a living off of making innovative fitness accessories, I name my product exactly what it does because that's what people are going to be looking at, right? Yeah. Crash, Ab Matt, Preacher. 
Then you own a keyword. Once you own the keyword, anyone that comes in with a knockoff, they're not going to have a chance at even touching the market because it's not what people are looking up. And once you get a trademark on it, you own the market. It's simple. But, you know, yeah. in terms of barbells, you know, you're not going to just name it barbell. But I, I, when I saw this question, my immediate thought was, no, I would not buy a barbell just because of the name. I'm buying it because of the brand. You know, so if it's a good brand name, yes. If it's just a great name, no. Now, I'll tell you, I do fall into the opposite category. Is I probably would not buy a specific barbell because of a really bad name. Um, you know, if, if you gave a barbell a really horrible name, that would probably have a worse effect than an s- incredible name for me. Can you think of a really bad name for a barbell? <laughs> you call it the weakling. <laughs> the weakling. <laughs> <laughs> oh no one's fucking buying that barbell i have one in mind but i'm not gonna call them out so no oh well, you, got, you got a you got a real one in mind oh. yeah I, all right, I can't say it no i'm interested hey when we stop this uh recording you. you gotta tell us yeah i'll text sure. you and then i'll 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 post it on instagram okay. <laughs> oh, <Dylan. laughs> all right i still th- i mean personally personally I think Ohio bar is kind of a cool name though. So like just, just knowing that the bar is made in Ohio, like that's pretty cool. It's strong. It's solid. Yeah. It's solid. All right. Last one I have here is how many have purchased gym equipment in a retail store versus online? So 52% say that they have purchased from a retail store, 86 online. And then as a bonus question, how many, what's the percentage that you think have bought on Amazon gym equipment on Amazon? Including accessories. Uh, it was a very vague question. So yeah, including accessories, including an ab mat, Gronk fitness ab mat on Amazon. <laughs> That's gonna be pretty high over 70. <laughs> No, no, <laughs> no. I, I'm thinking like, like, uh, I don't know, like barbell clips. Yeah. But no. Okay. But no. I'm, I, I'm, I'm really just on the edge of my seat waiting for this answer. <laughs> 53%. Buy on Amazon. Bought on Amazon or that's where they buy their gym equipment online. They've purchased something for their home gym on you know, Amazon. So- I won't. Oh, I, do you I hear won't. Alexa in my background? Yeah. I said purchase from Amazon. What or a creep. Like Whoa. Jeff Bezos is in your rack. basement, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I, I won't name any names, but I've talked to a couple of different companies who were comparing their Amazon sales to their online sales. And they said that I've had two different companies tell me there is absolutely zero crossover between customers. Their customers that buy from their online stores do not buy from their Amazon page and the companies that buy from their Amazon pages do not buy from their online stores. Alexa, stop. <laughs> they're, they're two completely just different customer bases and how people purchase, you know, there's so many people out there that are just willing to trying to get that product that aren't, you know, I'd imagine a lot of the new people are just buying straight off of Amazon. If I'm getting into something, I'm going to Amazon. If I'm isn't looking that, for- isn't that sad? You, like somebody that doesn't really know anything, they go straight to Amazon and they buy something that's probably crap. I mean, which just goes yeah. to show how important your job is, you know, and people in the community that review and spread out information about quality equipment. Yeah. All right. You know, 
actually bought oh, something off of Amazon today. So <laughs> there's For- some things like like I know Rep Fitness used to have a big presence on Amazon. Titan has stuff on Amazon, but there's plenty of brands like like Marcy's probably selling a ton of stuff. Like if you go to Amazon, you search home gym, a bunch of like all-in-ones come up and the, they're not the good all-in-ones, they're the cheap ones. The only reason why I don't have an Amazon store right now, you know, because there's been a lot of people that buy my products and they'll put them on Amazon as resellers. And I try to stop them from doing that because I don't want to have so many different people representing the ad map. Right. But the main reason why I'm not on it is some of our products move in such high volume. I'm afraid that some type of computer algorithm that I know nothing about is going to pick up on some data and metrics and say, hey, you know what? We're selling enough of this product to make it an Amazon basics product. When Amazon right. it goes to China using my design to replicate and then start selling it for 40, 50% less, which right. it, it's an ongoing fear for me because accessories are extraordinarily high volume, you know, just about margin on them and, and where you make it. We, we can make it a lot cheaper if we went to China, but we're not going to make as good of equipment. So not doing it. Well, I think that's, that's where one of, one of the first questions we asked people were kind of predicting that when they said Amazon would be the, biggest in five years you know possible possible we'll see all right that's it for the uh survey questions cool appreciate it jake um that's gonna wrap it up for some of the random questions that didn't make our 2021 um survey recap now we're gonna jump into a q a with dylan Uh, guys i'm gonna reiterate if you haven't listened to jake and dylan sitting down and talking about how dylan went from inventing the app amigo and then getting into ab mat and just his story in general i'm gonna suggest it again it's a great story um we're bringing dylan a couple different questions today so dylan you ready to go i'm ready cool all right so the first question is have there been any products that you tried to bring to market but failed or are there any products that just haven't taken off like you originally thought? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, uh, I try to fail every day. Uh, I'm pretty good at it. Um, there's, in terms of, we have a lot of ideas that never end up making it to more than just an idea or a back of the napkin um, at a bar, you know? But uh, uh, in terms of the closest ones that we've tried to actually launch, there's two products that come to mind. Um, I made these handles called HSPU handles. They were just these little wooden plugs that went into bumper plates that would go into the bumper plates that you put alongside of our handstand push-up pad. And they kind of gave you something to conform your hands around. So you had some better grip to push off of because every time my, I would put my hands down, it would, they would sit right on top of the, the holes of the bumper plate. And I didn't feel like I had the full support. So I made these handles, which I used every day. Um, and I'm, they were perfect for strict you know, handstand pushups. But if you were doing kipping, they were completely in the way and served absolutely no purpose. And uh, we tried to launch it. Um, didn't sell a single pair after like three or four months. Wow. So we, we kind of just scrapped. Uh, I, I got four or five sets that are still sitting in my office that I, I look back on. But uh, uh, another you know, one. I, yeah, Go I remember you asking me if I was interested in testing the mountains. Like, no, I don't do handstand push-ups. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like for me, but uh, no, not a single pair sold. And we were only selling for like $12 and 50 cents. <laughs> they weren't expensive. So, um, <laughs> the big, probably our biggest flop was um, 
there was this time where steppers were really hot. You know, there was a lot of companies making foam steppers and um, the, the sand dune stepper was just hitting really hard. There was a lot of people looking into it and we weren't really, this was really early on, like early, early stages of AdMap before we had built our business model based off of collaboration, not competition. But we thought about getting into the stepper game because we're the foam people, you know, we, we should be able to make a stepper, but we, uh, we, I think we tried way too hard on the branding aspect of it because um, we were making this big stepper in the shape of a foot, like a giant foot, like a Sasquatch uh, footprint. And we called it the Sasquatch stepper. Um, and we ended up changing it to the Sasquat. It, it bounced back and forth because there's just this pad that you could either do squ stationary squats on or use it as a stepper. And I think we made four or five of these enormous four toed feet uh and i think actually i think i gave jake one <laughs> yeah i have one that'd be a message like three months later when i asked his for some feedback he's like my daughter likes it i'd never use it for a workout though and i was like <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what we've been getting so <laughs> we uh we we scrapped that one after getting literally every single type of foam that you can ever imagine to try to figure this thing out and I don't regret it because our knowledge base of different materials of foams out there grew absolutely immensely because of this product. And it, there was a lot of things that we learned uh, about the compression of certain foams as well and ventilation. So there was a lot of good learning experiences from that product, but it was without a doubt the biggest flop of our, our product development career, besides handstand push handles. <laughs> hey man, the beauty of mistakes the, the but, learning you come from it awesome yeah I'll, I'll just reiterate there there were like five toes in the scas sasquat there was the, four the, or four yeah they're like they definitely tried to brand it hard and yeah i mean it was fine but the, the sand dune stepper had had such a large uh such a large lead i was like i don't think it's good enough to surpass that that it, was it, my wasn't cheaper there was no there was right. nothing about it except for the shape of the foot which again i grew to hate after some time um but no I, it was I'm, I'm not too big to wave the white flag you know and after we admitted defeat on that product i literally called sand dune stepper and i said listen man i admit defeat your your, your, your your product wins i don't know how you did it but you did it well and you know matt doll's a cool guy you know he's made a, he's got a great product and he stands by it and stands on it and steps all over it. It's great. <laughs> I'm a fan. Awesome. I do like the sanding stepper. I've never been on one. Oh, dude. You'll have to try it next time you're here. Like yeah. stepping on cake. It's great. All right. Uh, next one. Are there any product designers in the industry that you really look up to or that you get inspiration from? I'm not going to say I look up to any. Um, but I definitely admire a lot of them for different qualities and different aspects. Um, I can see a lot of character of the people that create products in their designs, right? A um, couple examples, Donnie Thompson, his products say a lot about it because they're not so, they're, they're, they're more crude, right? They're more about the functionality aspect of it rather than the flashy aesthetics, right? So these products were made to do something very specific and do it perfectly. And then the design was an afterthought. You can tell where the guy's passion was in these products and in, in, in solving the need of the problem. Um, so Donnie Thompson has created some of the most game-changing products out there, right? Between body tempering, which I believe is going to be an astronomical 
component to recovery and uh, training moving forward. Um, you know, the fat pad has changed powerlifting um, as we know it. The Thompson fat bells, um, 100% a game changer in terms of how you envision, you know, free weights. Um, so he's created some really, really iconic pieces of equipment that have changed the scope of an industry. Now there's other designers out there in which I have an astronomical amount of respect for, um, all for various different reasons. Like I think of a guy like Steve Clever, Clever. He, you can tell by his designs that this guy keeps his house really organized. You know? Yeah. His products just are so neat and they're so iconic. You know, this guy, he won't be the guy that dies with 150 products under his belt that are all patented and, and, and he, he, he's proud of. But this guy's going to make one, two, three, four, five dozen really, really incredible designs. You know, you can tell that when Steve makes a product, it he put everything he's got into it. You know, and it's, it's, it's very prevalent within everything that he does. You know, there's there's a lot of people in the industry. Um, and, you know, I, I, I admire so many of them for so many different reasons. Uh, uh, Bridge built. Right. These guys create some of the best non-wall mounted folding racks out there everything that this guy creates is just absolutely phenomenal uh you know pat but patrick again he's kind of like steve he's very meticulous about what he releases into the market he's not going to sell every version of everything in the world out there but he's going to have a darn good option for when he does um so you know a lot of these companies are coming in like the larger companies are coming in and they're improving upon the things and setting a new standard for what the smaller companies are required to achieve now. Uh, but there's, there's just so many of them out there that are killing. I mean, Chris Duffin over at Kabuki strength has made some, some very iconic uh, specialty bars. Um, been on some very, very large scale collaborations with some people that I really admire, you know, Havoc designs has got some really cool products. The triads are really nice product. Um, so yeah, I, there, there's tons of people that I admire within the industry and, um, the, the ones that I admire the most, I, I, I go out of my way to try to work, with, you know, and, but, and don't, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that I want to work with that I haven't reached out to yet just cause I don't, I don't want to waste their time, you know, cause I don't have the perfect thing for us to collaborate on yet. They're, they sit kind of like on the perpetual back burner until an opportunity truly presents itself for me to make a proper introduction, but yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Some big names right there. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> All right. What's a product that you see today that you don't think will be around in five years or something that you think will be dramatically less popular? So I can't say what will be vanquished off the face of the earth in five years. Cause you know, we still have those, we still got shake weights floating around, but uh, in terms of what's less popular, I can speak best to what I know, which is the product line which we offer. I believe full heartedly that the wooden plyometric box will be off the face of the earth within the next decade in terms of its, its perceived value. Um, I say that because the jagged edges of a 90 degree box have harmed more shins within a workout facility than just about anything. Um, I think people are going to move either towards a completely foam box uh, or the hybrid, like which we sell the Roo box that is, has the stability of a wooden box, and the protection of foam corners. Um, I don't, I think people are going to look at that as kind of like they do concrete 
bench plates today, you know, kind of like the cheapest version of that option. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to transition from a $150 Amazon plyometric wooden box today to a, a $350 Rue box, if you will. I get that, but we're tr really trying to do the Tesla approach here, right? So make it sexy, make it attractive. It's expensive. Then come out with a cheaper option that you can scale up on mass with mass production uh, to where, you know, it still has the good attractive appeal to it to where everybody who's just said they've ever wanted one of these things uh, will end up morphing into a customer once you're able to bring it down to a more reasonable price point. Um, I get a $350 box is expensive. You know, it's expensive for me, it's, but it's still something that I would buy as a consumer. Uh, but we have a new option that we're going to be coming out with next year, which is going to be a substantially lower cost. And towards the end of the year, we're going to start offering free customizations on all the boxes. So rather than it saying Abmat, you're going to be able to upload a logo and have whatever you want custom printed on it. So, and we're looking to do that with a lot of our surfaces. So, you know, it's not going to be the same monolithic experience of you walk into a gym and everything says one brand name. It's going to be whatever it is that you want it to be. That's uniquely you. So I think, um, I think that's going to help transition a lot of other companies to wanting to co-collaborate on a box such as this or make a competitive option. So, but yeah, I, I, I think the, I think material science is going to make a big headway into, into the foam, foam systems in which we use in, in the fitness space, medicine balls. You know, we, we make a, in my opinion, it's a pretty killer option for a medicine ball. It's hundred percent foam molded. And I think people get concerned when they think of a foam ball as if it's like a, a cheap Nerf ball that's going to, you know, get waterlogged and eventually rot in the sun. But if there was an apocalypse today, the only thing left standing would be cockroaches and 20 pound Abmat medicine balls. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, medicine balls are incredible. Have you tried one? I have. Yeah. Over at Jake's place. Insane. So I've, I've single-handedly taken one medicine ball, put 18 rounds of a 357 Magnum, three 12 gauge shotgun slugs, three bow and arrows. I ran it over with a 20,000 pound backhoe twice and put it in a salvage yard car crusher with a Subaru and smushed the Subaru. The ball still stands perfectly resolute. <laughs> the only thing that's changed is about it, you know, an eighth of a pound heavier because of all the lead and brass that's in it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I see a big transition into how we make foam products primarily because metal's metal. Awesome. All right. Any products that you think of that uh, very few people have, but will be much more popular in the future? Might be the same answer. No, because I mean, the, the medicine ball and the Rubox were the only products in which we created that or, or, or collaborated on that weren't you know, first to market. It was, it, we didn't invent the medicine ball. We didn't invent the plyometric box. We just worked with people that made it better. So um, the uh, there's plenty of plyometric boxes out there. There's plenty of medicine balls out there. They've been around for 2000 years. Um, I'm thinking more of like the more unique novel products that have just been released. Um, I, I We just created, you know, it's a little biased of an answer, but we just created a product, Adam Hensley called the Preacher Pad. Uh, which I think will become a, a pretty common staple um, in a lot of home gyms. You know, it hits one of those vanity muscles that people are really thrilled with. Um, Devin Grell, a guy that we worked with, have, has created the hip thrust pad, which is, again, another one of those vanity muscles. And the hip thrust pads making a, a huge entryway. You know, it, it, it started off as like only for girls and now everyone's doing it. It's kind of like, you know, Bud Light Seltzers. Um, but um, <laughs> 
they're, they're, it's becoming a real common movement. You know, Brett okay. Contreras, Godfather, yeah. really turned it into like a, a work a day kind of movement. I'm picturing James Harrison with four or five on the bar. And all of a sudden, like, dudes are like, oh, I need hip thrust. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it always just takes one person to change, change the tide, really. But, you know, I, I, I see a lot of accessories that are going to become more and more commonplace, you know, but it's not always the ones that I think it is. It's always the ones that I'm surprised by, um, you know, barbell pillows. <laughs> we, we pulled this product completely out of our ass. I don't think, you know, barbell holders will be sold without padding at the bottom of it within 12 months. You know, people are going to think it's an inferior option if they don't, or they're just going to buy our products as an add-on. But yeah, yeah when, I'm when, always surprised. What, what the gym market truly, truly adopts. One, yeah, once you try those barbell pillows and you put it in a, a normal vertical storage option, it's it, you just cringe. I smile well, every time I drop the barbell back into place. Yeah. When, when I think of this question, I think of there's, there's, this, there's this phrase that like, in the future, everyone will be doing what rich people do on the weekends there will be a lot more like mobility tools like everyone will have a theragun those those won't be six hundred dollars in the future um mm -hmm. i think like body tempering like yoga stuff like that i think that that stuff will be a lot more common so yeah. i agree with that yeah i think in-home like mirror type functional trainers like tonal and mirror are yeah. going to make much you know someday they're going to be like Remember when you tried to first buy a plasma TV, a 32 TV was like six grand, you know, now you can get one on black Friday at Walmart for like 20 bucks because it, Amazon subsidizes it because they want to sell you a prime membership, you know, it's right. gonna, and people are going to give away the free machines and the free functional trainers just so they could sell you the workouts. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I, I, I mean, I mean like mirror is cool, but couldn't it just be an app on your smartphone? Yeah, you know, but you got like the tonals got like the tonals the, different, yeah. Emotion, you know, mounted to the wall, and they got tonals got like the little stand with the barbell plates and the barbell, and so they all have their own unique equipment. My biggest issue with the uh, technology driven sector of fitness is they're trying to be all encompassing. These tech companies are also trying to be fitness companies, and they have no business being in this. Right. They're trying to make fitness equipment. Uh, cool and attractive for thousands of dollars when they're using cheap shit that's coming off of Alibaba. That's with their custom logo on it. You know? Yeah. They need and, to do a platform and leave it as an open source uh, a solution for trainers to upload their platform and for companies to sell their equipment through it. Realistically. Right. And like, on a, like all of these companies have, have had to, they've had to go in debt or they've had to acquire a ton of funding which means that they have to, they have to make it huge. And to make it huge, you have to go to the masses. You can't just go to like the, for example, the target garage gym audience. You no. have to go to the people who have smaller homes or they're in apartments. Um, well, I mean, and most likely people who have money. So you're talking about inner city people who are living in maybe apartments and like, san francisco or new york or yeah. la you know new york crowd you know but i mean what didn't lululemon just buy mirror for during the pandemic for like a billion plus dollars i think no, 500 million 500 million but still they had just they were pretty nascent they hadn't been around very long you know it's just yeah. they bought the technology 
you know, they, they're buying these esoteric computer programs that most people don't know much about or have the slightest idea of how to develop, you know, some, if somebody wanted to compete with me, they could with X amount of dollars because it's, my stuff is fairly simple to understand and how you manufacture it. Computer programs like that, not so much, but yeah. I, I think they need something that's more open source, you know, uh, the, the iFit Apple comes out with the giant iPad you mount onto the wall wrap developers can throw their own stuff out there and they can recommend different pieces of equipment that you can throw an affiliate link up to and I'll be over there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's coming. I mean, once, uh, once like Facebook released the Facebook app store where developers could, could just go and create something like Farmville, mm-hmm. like, you know, like it'll, it'll, it'll come to that where it'll be open source. Yeah. All right, we're going to finish it up with one last question. And that is, tell us about a product that AdMet sells that more people need to know about. Um, I think more people need to know that we sell more than just an AdMet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, I'm thinking about making an actual slogan, AdMet, more than just a mat. But um, no, I mean, I, 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 we're developing products faster than we can come up with solutions on how to market them properly. Um, you know, so I think there's a lot of things that we're selling that is, are really, really, some of the, dare I say it, ahead of its time. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think our, our plyometric box and our medicine ball options are, are, are stellar. I think the heavy hangers have brought a nice little transition into uh, how people can train with re, uh, a little extra resistance using bands and chains uh, as a real nice solution. Um, I really thought quarter rings would pop off with astronomical volume. Uh, just because it's an easy way to move, uh, you know, during through pull-up exercises without putting too much torque on your shoulders by being able to utilize a bit of a rotation um, with a low-profile gymnastics ring. So, uh, but really, one that surprises me the most is the massage gun holder. You know, these things are around everywhere, and it's one product that I use literally every single night. If I don't use that thing for 15 minutes while I'm watching The Simpsons on Disney Plus, I feel it the next day. Um, it's, it really adds a really nice layer to it. And I honestly thought the second we launched this thing, I was going to have every company in the world that makes a massage gun reaching out to me and trying to license it or buy the patent. Um, apparently all of these things are made in the exact same factories over in China. And it was the Chinese factories that reached out to me and asked me if they can develop on behalf of the other companies. Um, and I, I, I basically, I basically said no, uh, because then that automatically makes it a, you know, Chinese branded product. And then where, where's my solution sit in the middle of it? And I don't, I, I don't anticipate these companies uh, honoring proper licensing agreements. So uh, oh. we made a decision, but I still think the massage gun holder is a really great option for, you know, recovery and, 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 and prep work for warm up and whatnot. That's interesting. It seems like one partnership and that would pop. Yeah, you know, so I made it uh, when I was making it, my intention was to license it to hyper ice um, you know, for the hypervolt itself. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I thought the, the hyper handle had a really nice ring to it. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we were looking into that. I reached out to them a couple of times trying to arrange meetings, wasn't able to get anything back from them. And, uh, um, it was actually one of the companies that does all of their product development. I think it was called Encino products or something. They reached out to me they do all their manufacturing and design work and they wanted to manufacture it because they thought it'd be a really great solution. Um, yeah. 
put us into an email with one of the VPs or something over at Hyperice, and uh, um, they said, "Yeah, we're not looking to take on any more any more products or accessories at this point in time." Probably because they they were changing. You, also, you sorry to cut you off, but you know what you should do. You should just reach out to like how many sponsored athletes do they have, like that are actually like in the NBA or NFL, MLB. You know, I bet you could get a couple of them to at least test it out and like tell yeah. them how how amazing it is yeah i mean i so i mean kelly starrett's seen it um you know he's one of their advisors on on, on their board um uh-huh. I'm, I'm making a magnetic version as well right now that we should be releasing in the next month or so as soon as we could figure out what kind of graphics we're going to put on the side of the thing nice. but what we're going to call it right now it's the mmgh magnetic massage gun holder shit (laughs) very descriptive um (laughs) yeah no i think they're both great options um you know so right now we have just seen that the uh high prices actually just changed the shape of their handle from a circle to like this oval type shape um so i'm 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 reconsidering the the molded foam component that i just paid a bunch of money for to have made for a circle uh, whether or not I'm going to change it to more of a V shape so it can accommodate both. It, it won't be a very expensive edit to the tool, but it, it's still something else that I have to do. So I'm kind of waiting for a little bit to make sure everybody else has made their final new releases for 2022 before we go and jump into that one. Got it. Yeah, man, I didn't even think about that. Like you make something that w- would go with a, a handful of other products and then they alter their design by that much. And oh, man. You know, so I, 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 I've stopped making accessories for other people's products and accessories. I'm done, you know, because it, 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 again, it, you got, it's like got a life cycle, you know? So I'm, it, unless you're able to collaborate with that company to the point where they start using your product and let you know of upcoming changes so you can alter the product and sell it through with them, um, then it's not too lucrative. We've done this with three or four different companies now where we would just build the product to solve the current need. Uh, where that need will then essentially become almost irrelevant in, in several years. You know, so I, I've never tried the new Hyperize or Hyperbolt. I really liked the feel of the, the rounded two-inch handle. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how the other one would sit in your hand in comparison, but uh, um, I'll be giving it a shot and probably making an attachment that can accommodate it for both of my options here within the next couple of months. I want to make one for the Theragun as well. I've got a lot of people asking me for that one, but... I, I just never owned one, so I, I never never had the need to do it. Right. Yeah. But what about you guys? Do you guys see uh, any pieces of fitness equipment out there that haven't really made its heyday? Ooh, I didn't I didn't think about this. So I had, you know, apart from my products, I'm seeing a lot of things out there that I think are growing um, exponentially. Um, like the breath belt, for instance, you know, Jesse's product at first I hand it, you know, I I was looking at it as kind of like this more niche esoteric kind of product. And then I started (laughs) around a lot to the point where I actually started looking into it. Um, and as soon as I started looking into it, it just made perfect sense to me. Um, you know, I've started talking with him every now and then we chat on the phone every now and then we've actually become kind of good friends, but, um, his product is getting accepted by some of the biggest athletes and names within the industry at a, a very rampant scale. And I'm, I'm starting to see it pretty much everywhere. I think it's going to be a, a pretty strong competitor to, to just a basic weight trading belt in, in, in the coming years. 
Yeah, I'm a fan of it. I use it just about every time I work out, but I can't really explain why it works. So that's, that's why I, you know, I don't have that kind of knowledge to say this yeah, is why it's working for me, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm by no means an educator or trainer in terms of movement or, you know, technique. I know a lot about fitness equipment like yourself, you know, you, you could spit through the serial models of every single piece of equipment that <laughs> company sells but um i there's 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 a few little cool little products out there that i think are are, are going to jump up and I, I i still believe that the fitness industry is 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 super new you know I, I think the best products have yet to be created honestly i'm just curious do you think that is tech related or do you think there's there's new products i'll i'll tell you this every single time i get to you know, cause we'll have times where I'm producing and collaborating on about 10, 12, 14, 15 different products. with, And every single time I get to the point where I kind of finish them all, I, I, I have this momentary feeling that I think we're done. You know, there's, what else are we going to make? Am I, are, are we washed up now? Um, and then the next thing, you know, uh, an onslaught of people will come on to me with a new product idea a new problem every time you create a new solution it creates a new problem and it's a never-ending cycle and the more solutions we make to the last problem it branches off like a hydra head and now you have two new problems you know so there's there's always going to be a next new thing um and I, I i think in terms of the accessory side the best products are still yet to be created you know the preacher pad is a phenomenal example it is a phenomenal phenomenal little home gym product that is a, a really nice accessory for a very, very common movement, you know, and, and, and its predecessors were um, $2,000 benches that you would have in an LA fitness that, you know, had a team of welders on it for six or seven hours to put together. You know, it's sim simple is oftentimes much harder than complexity. It takes a lot of complex thought to make something so simple. So I, I think people are going to start taking the designs of like Nautilus and Cybex of the worlds, you know, and from the early 2000s, and late 90s, and trying to translate that into how can we make this as a simple accessory? And I think that's really going to what is going to be what drives the home gym market. I think the future of home gym is not large, bulky equipment. I think it's smaller equipment that takes the place of those large, bulky equipment, which is why I say uh, a plate loaded option for a home gym is probably much better than a selectorized even yeah. though one has this really nice status with it. Like I bought this commercial grade piece of equipment for my home gym, but you also got 20,000 pounds of weight floating around your gym when you really only never, you never are capable of doing more than two or 300 with a specific movement, you know? Yeah. That's really interesting that you say that. And the, the pieces of equipment that come to my mind that I think are incredible right now are the concept two machines. But I think in 20 years, those are going to be ancient. I think they're going to make them better. I think they're going to be wall. They're coming off the wall or they're going to, they're just going to feel better. They're going to, I don't know exactly yeah. if I did, I'd, I'd do it. But I think so, there's like, I think you're right. I think it's a never ending cycle where I'm a firm believer in that you should build something to do one thing perfectly. Right. Um, when you try to make something do more than one thing perfectly, you end up screwing yourself two times or more. Um, the concept too, you know, in terms of their rower, it was made to be perf a perfect rower. Their skier, it was made to simulate skiing. So, 
you know, there's a couple of companies that come in with multiple options that stand up and you can move them around and try to get them to do two things perfectly, but I'm not buying it. It doesn't do it for me. Um, so I, I think, you know, for the people that train skis, they're going to do it, um, you know, but you can probably get away with just buying a, uh, you know, a tonal and putting it up, right. And, and doing the same workout without the, the cardio aspect behind it. It's more of a strength training machine at that point in time. I think there's going to be a huge upgrade in terms of how we get resistance, not as much steel plates, but more bands and pulleys that, you know, and, and tensioner rods, you know, so you don't need to have something that's 1200 pounds bolted to your wall or floor. Yeah. Sp speaking of, um, have you, have you seen the whipper W H I P R it's like a paddle ski and row. It's like yeah, a little box. The old whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I got this email the other day. It was like, do you want to invest in the whipper? And really? Yes. And right now, right now they've raised 1.4 million at a valuation, or this is just the lat, the, the most recent. Um, they have like opened it up to the community, I guess. But it was like they've they are currently at a $20 million valuation. And I'm just thinking, no way. There's no way that's worth $20 million. I, I'm, I could tell you firsthand by somebody who knows high volume accessories, there are very few million dollar accessory ideas. Very few that do a million bucks a year, right? Right. Um, we've been doing this for 23 years. We've got a few. Um, I know firsthand through my vendors, I, even some of the largest companies out there, you know, a million dollar a year product is damn good, you know? Um, so 20 million. No, I mean, I I've seen it. I've seen, uh, what's, I think it was rich Froning in like some, you know, yeah. with, and, and Damon John and rich Damon, Froning are leading the way, but you know, he probably bought in at a much lower valuation, but I saw, I think they raised most of their money from like a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe or something campaign. Yeah. Uh, it was during the hottest time in fitness where people were looking to invest into something that can do everything for them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think if, if people use it and enjoy it and they get some type of workout out of it, great. I, I don't see it being picked up by big distributors and wanting to sell it. I don't know. It's, I, I, it's for me, it's like a bed, bath and beyond version of a concept two package. Yeah. But, and have you seen like the paddle, like who the hell is just going to paddle? Did like, you? In <laughs> no, I did not invest. You went all in. Tell us the <laughs> truth. I bet the farm, I bet, I bet the house. Oh gosh. I, I, a couple weeks ago, you posted like, should we buy the dip for, when, uh, for the Peloton? Have you seen Peloton stock lately? Yeah, I've been, I've been following it. I, uh, I think it's funny, man, how the, all these analysts are like, it's going to 150 and it gets like 147. And they're like, oh, no, it's going down to 25. <laughs> <laughs> we had a huge change of heart. But no, I, I, I still looked at it. I looked at it today and I was like, is this the bottom dip that I should buy? Maybe it I is real low. It's, and by real low, I mean, it's still like a $100 billion company. Maybe I'll hedge my yeah. bet. <laughs> um, i'm buying puts on whipper that's it puts and call options yeah. well what other problems are we going to solve you guys got any products for me what are your problems 
I told you I thought specialty bar storage was a good one. Yeah. That's center, that's center people, neural. These, these companies need to just come out with their own storage options for their products. Like I've just realized that. Like I put all of my equipment into a, a, a little studio. I'm like, this stuff looks like crap just sitting on the floor. I'm going to start building storage options for all of my products. Yeah, hey, I got one for you. Hit me. You know, like uh, the the DIY um, uh, dumbbell racks. So I just built like your your typical wood racks. Yeah. I need something. It's just a, a, a circular cup that my dumbbells will just fit in each each pair. You just I can just drill it right in and drop my dumbbells in so that they don't roll around on the table. It's it's like an official dumbbell oh, rack now. Like, like a spacer? Oh, that's it. For, it. for your DIYs? Yep. Or, or just like, you know, those gladiator shelves. You know, yep. just a general shelf. I just need a plastic U so that my circle dumbbells, and I can just boop, boop, and I can just drop it in. doesn't matter what size. I, I have fives all the way up to 75s, and the fives would just sit in the bottom of that U perfectly. I, I struggle pretty hard with my opinions on, like, the DIY, like, uh, accessories like the accessories you were to sell to with the intention of you using it in oh, a or DIY uh, you know because there were some times where we were like you know what maybe we should just sell some bench tops uh, or specific foam pads for the DIY projects that are out there with kind of how to guides of how they're going to develop all these products right uh, I, I, I just I was worried about the market size especially because my business model is focused on building the best product you could possibly make, not the cheapest option that you could possibly throw out there. And, uh, you know, so the guy who's building it himself is probably not going to want to buy anything, you know, unless they're just looking for something super unique and they have to build it on their own. So I, I just don't know how many people are like hybrid buyers. Like, all right, I'll build this half and then buy the top from AdMath. The audience yeah. is probably pretty small. You think so? I think a, yeah. I think it's I need one it of those. though. So BBC, I, man. I think that's a good one though. I honestly think that's a good one. And I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even target towards DIY. I would just target it towards flat shelves. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be something you could bolt down. So you could do um, like a, a metal well, shelf. Kind of, you got round dumbbells or hex dumbbells? Or? Yeah, I got rounds. Okay. So the, the, the rounds, it's an issue. Uh, yep. Hex, obviously you just plant them and they stay. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I just bought one of them slanted flat boards for all my dumbbell storage uh, so i know what you're talking about i think uh yeah i, I think you get away with just some type of uh, corrugated piece of foam on the top that's just real high density it almost feels like a rubber like yeah. that is that foam i'll look into that if anything i'll make you a version just send it to you boom yeah send me some dimensions of your your, your bench top there deal we'll get it done any other problems you know what i was thinking what you know the uh here let me grab them real quick some shorty shorts <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> all right i'm doing rack pulls okay and i've got chrome plated safety bars i need a cover for this so i, I i'm already i can see all my knurling beaten to this chrome plated bar i i don't know what i'm looking at right now oh i'm sorry it's the twist in safeties okay for your rack yep and i'm doing rack pulls off of it okay. and it, all my knurling is is imprinted on my chrome plated bar so if you had some kind of like foam covering that would fit on that rod that you could pull off of 
and that you wouldn't damage your bar or your okay. you're not using it as a safety you're using it as a setup for poles yep yep below the knee rack poles okay even uh, if it was a safety you know you're benching and, and you fail and, and you got to like roll it down interesting what, do you, what would you want it to be made out of no oh, i don't know i have no idea i'm thinking um when i picture it, what? Thinking like a heavy gold 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 what? Like like kind of something that that doesn't damage my knurling, um, that doesn't you know smooth out my bar. So some kind of foam, some kind of uh, doesn't have to be like high density stuff. It could just be um, anything that's a, that's a cushion made, for it. I made a little just a uh, little wrap that went onto the center knurling because I had all these different barbells that I was using that had center knurling, you know, uh-huh. and a little wrap that just went over with Velcro and it had some neoprene padding into it and a little bit of Flotex foam and. Um, it was just for whenever I got, got the barbell up and do like a front rack position. Uh, and it was sitting on my chest that that center knurling wouldn't just gouge into my, 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 my chest. It was a nice little product that I made for myself. I didn't think it ever had any application for selling it, um, to other people, but the, uh, I, I could totally see us making a longer version for, for your safety squat bars like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's two things I'm going to be sending you. <laughs> hey, can you do anything? uh how about some money <laughs> i'll take some too he wants he wants some uh whipper uh stock you want some some whipper stock <laughs> yeah For anyone who invests in that we should call them whipper snappers whipper snappers <laughs> have you ever seen one like in the wild are they selling them yet or is like one of those things like the uh the time bird timers that took like four years to actually end up production i think they're selling but I don't know. Mm. I I mean I told you that sand bug sandbag that can be used as a ruck bag. I think a collapsible wall mounted pull up bar, collapsible deadlift platform. You think a lot of people are folding up their deadlift platform or want to just because the the surface area closes up? Yeah, I think like you could like fold it up and do like a suitcase carry to the wall. Oh, okay. I well, I'm, thinking, you- I'm thinking what you were talking about, Jake, like how most people like don't need a deadlift platform. They just deadlift off their horse stall mats. But then the yeah. big benefit you're losing off of that are your band pegs. So maybe some kind of band peg that you can just like put on your horse stall mats where you like so- are standing on it and then the band pegs go out to the outside or, or something like that. I'm actually working with an inventor right now on a product that would actually help with that a lot. So it was made primarily for benching on like a competition bench that doesn't have any uh, like there's no rack for you to add pegs. But uh, he created a really cool solution that it pairs very well with our offering with the heavy hangers. Yeah, uh, the two just go together like peanut butter and jelly. So we're we're, we're looking to develop that product with it now. I got it, I got it, my engineer working on a couple of different CAD models for it at the moment. So we should we should have some designs that I can share with you guys. I'd like to I'd like to do a project with you guys to where we're trying to get the community involved in it a little bit in terms of the product development, where I give you five or six different variations of a product that we're looking to bring to market, and they can help us choose the final design, the logos, the final shape, and you know just have the garage gym community really help band together and and vote for what they want. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We could do it even like a Sunday survey. Let's hundred. Let's do it. I'll reach out to George, the guy that I'm working with on this project and see if he's okay with us doing that. Cause nice. it, it, we have some pretty strong leeway on, on how we ended up with, with the final design. So 
I, I, I think I'd, I'd love to get the feedback on it preemptively because as you know, with AdMed, our products are never done. You know, so as soon as we release a product, we get feedback on it. We change it accordingly based on that feedback. It'd uh-huh. be nice. It can be preemptively, you know, yeah. in some ways it's a little nerve wracking, you know, putting your work out there before you're ready to really run with it. Um, and, you know, to, and to say, yeah, I'm willing to put my name on this. So as, as long as we do it under the guise that we know it's unfinished um, and we're looking for them to help us finalize it, I'm totally down. I have two or three products we can do that with. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've kind of got that brand, like we're always looking for feedback. So I think this is where the right people to do that with. hundred percent. Okay. Well, we'll make a plan for it. Sweet. All right. You'll put a cap on this thing. Yeah. Let's put a cap. All right, guys, thanks for listening. (laughs) We took you through some of our random questions that aren't going to make our end of the year recap. Um, And then we went into a QA and a with Dylan. Dylan, thanks again for joining us. Anything you want to say? No, I I, I really appreciate it, guys. If you guys ever have anything you want uh, want to see in the uh, the fitness community, um, you know, some accessories that you're not happy with or you think be approved on or unsolved problems, reach out to me directly on admat.com. I handle our social our social media, you can reach out to us on Instagram at, at abmat too. I, I'll, I'll be the person that DMs you within an hour. So let's, uh, let's build a community that we're proud of. I appreciate you guys having me. Awesome. Love it. Thank you, Dylan. Jake, you want to say anything? Just go check out abmat. They're more than just the mat. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> awesome. It's starting to spread. <laughs> there it is. Hey, guys, thanks for the listen. We'll see you next week.